0: My legs go rigid, and he slips his finger inside me, and I hear his growling groan. Oh baby, I love that you're so wet for me. He moves his finger in a wide circle, stretching me, pulling at me, his tongue mirroring his actions. Around and around, I groan. It is too much. My body begs for relief, and I can no
1: longer deny it. I let go. Owen, 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 Owen. Yeah. Is is this Heart of Darkness the book that Apocalypse Now is based off of? Oh, oh, we're supposed to be talking about that. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about
0: Apocalypse Now. Oh. Um. <clears throat> okay. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Filmoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I am your host. It's me, Owen. And then my two co-hosts here, uh, Lance. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Lance and i'm cody so we are going to let owen take off this episode however he wants to do it for this he has his notes i have my notes and cody do you have your notes yeah okay how many notes you have cody i have like a page front and back i have three notes Oh, my God. Did you even watch yeah, the movie? I don't have any notes. Of yeah, actually. I did watch it. <laughs> I got my memory. Well, you've watched it multiple times. This yeah. is the first time for me. I'm just like, the main thing, I wrote this down four times, is the movie is fucked in the head. That's it. That's the only thing you really need to know. Okay. All right, we're going to let Owen, uh, when you take over, sir.
0: All right, so Apocalypse Now, released in 1979, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. That's how you pronounce that, I think. All right, it's got... God, me. Yeah, it's got um. My man Martin Sheen as the main character, uh, Captain Willard. All right, so the plot is we'll just go ahead and jump. Hey, into hey, the plot. hey, hey,
1: hey! I think you think you're not including me, <laughs> on the cast list. Oh. and That's of course, very, um very, I'm very important to this. But this, this but here, big man Marlon Brando making a special guest appearance. And when we say big man, he is big, <laughs> like he. He's he's huge. He showed up like 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. And, you know, he had his head shaved and he didn't like it. And, uh, yeah. So he also sums like a slowed down Dusty Rhodes when he talks. Maybe that's just me being a redneck. I don't know. Maybe.
2: <laughs> Anyways.
1: So it's a Vietnam War movie.
0: Um, it's not about any real specific event or anything like that uh it's really just francis ford coppola's like adaptation of uh the book called heart of darkness which was a book uh written like in the 19th century about like some african uh merchantmen uh it's about this guy going up to like the congo river and he's trying to like find this big head honcho of this african uh colonial company and the guy like Tricks himself into believing that, like, he's a god of these African tribesmen and stuff like that. So, it was adapted into a Vietnam War movie here.
1: And here, like, you mean, like, right here in this living room? Right here in this living room, we did this. Okay, I just want to make sure because I was getting really, really curious about all these uh, cameras you have set up, and you have this cat that's like i think no she's alive i thought she was dead for a minute but i'm like is this the tiger that's in the movie that we're like yeah, redoing it's right the here tiger that
0: you keep on the boat but anyways this was made after the godfather uh this was like and it basically used uh pretty much all the funds that francis ford coppola got from the godfather
1: due to this game or this uh movie's like ridiculous budget hey owen i know there's one piece of the, uh i don't want to miss this piece of trivia but who was the original director supposed to be
0: okay now this is funny the original director uh that was considered was george lucas big man george lucas you mean the one with the neck roll yes uh let's add jar jar to this (laughs)
3: let's get jar jar in there
1: cody what do you think about george lucas directing apocalypse now would you like to see that
3: well no, I wouldn't like to see that.
0: <laughs> you don't want CGI, dude?
3: No. Which, well, CGI yeah. didn't exist at the time, but you know, no. But now you know he would. He would. It.
0: He would re-release it and then put a bunch of like CGI. He'd be like, oh, "Let's put some. He walks in there.
3: Yeah, he would put, a big, some put Ewoks. a big dance number in it too. <laughs> that,
1: uh, I was telling Owen when he, we had read up that uh, it was George Lucas. You know, the right before he gets. To where Brando's character is, you know, they have like the whole tribal people painted up in white and black, and they're on the little boats. Yeah, we were like that was the influence for Ewoks. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> he's like, and George Lucas is like, you know, I could have done this movie a little better. What about better? Uh, after I, you person. know, how about this? He's he looking works. at his assistant. He goes, you know, wipe this sweat off my neck. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, he goes, you know, those little pygmies that are painted up white and black. You know, it would be better.
0: The if they
1: were uh teddy bears little teddy bears but they're not gonna be in water because I can't deal with the wet fur
0: can we make them uh, sound like jar jar
1: no 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 that's that's in thirty years jar jar
0: can we replace Martin Sheen with jar jar beans
1: <laughs> they would they would cGI Martin Sheen out for like jar jar Binks he goes
0: oh misa back misa the captain misa in charge of this boat
1: <laughs> oh my god anyway
0: uh let's talk about um what we were expecting kind of going into it i guess uh okay i guess well i mean i've already watched it so many times since i was a kid i, I guess i'll ask you guys your... no, well,
1: well, i'm curious what you were thinking of when you first watched it as a kid
0: when i first watched it i don't know i was expecting like because i had known like the pop culture shit you know like um i love the smell of napalm in the morning and um you know, stuff like that. So, like, I was kind of just expecting, like, you know, just a badass Vietnam War flick, like Platoon or, like, Full Metal Jacket or something like that, which I guess is what you kind of get, but you also get, like, this, like, you know, hand
1: of artsiness. Yeah, like, team. everybody's on acid. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. It was, like, I watched it, because I was, I mean, I watched it, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Good time. Yeah. Watch I watched it. And then I got done with it, because I had to take a break, and I'm like, this movie's trippy, at, like, 7 it's only two and a half, two and four hours. To watch a two and a half hour movie. It took Cody three weeks to watch a two and a half hour movie. I think I, so. I think I like because I
0: got home late uh, the night I was watching it, and I had went through because it's yeah it's like a two hour movie the original cut. Uh, then there's the re release if you guys didn't know, which adds like all these scenes like there's this one scene with a French uh, like colonial
3: house that they stay in or something. You guys didn't watch that, did you?
1: No, that's the um, redux, right?
3: Yeah, so you're that's talking the redux. Yeah, you're talking about the Redux, which the the original, I guess it's the original cut that I watched was two hours and twenty seven minutes long. Yes. And then I yeah. saw that the Redux was like three hours and thirty six minutes, I believe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Holy I mean, crap.
1: look, I, yeah, that's a lot of time to dedicate to something that's not a video well, game. The next
0: movie we should watch is uh, there's this movie called Once Upon a Time in America, and it's like
1: a four hour long movie. <laughs> 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 I think we need to like,
0: it's a Sergio Leone movie.
1: Oh yeah, that's the dude that did uh, all the good and the yeah. bad and the uglies, and all he did one spot on the list. But yeah, yeah, but yeah that's uh, that I watched. Like those movies were good. This movie, when I came came away with it, was there was a lot of staring in it. Like Martin Sheen, every time somebody asks him a question, the first like forty five minutes, he looks like an underage person just got caught drinking. They're like, "Have you been drinking?" And he's just staring. <laughs> no. And it's like, golly damn, was this dude like touching the head? Not a big drinker. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big drinker. I'm straight edge. Uh, But yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. I'm watching like this movie's just like everybody's on something. Yeah. And then you know when you get to Brando, I mean they they
0: basically were all on something while they were making the movie. So
1: (laughs) yeah, when we get to Brando, which is going to be my favorite part talking about this movie is. me, holy shit! Would you quit burping in you know, the microphone? Yeah, God bless. I, I it. had
0: too many. I'm trying to burp away, okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Marlon Brando, holy shit, man. Okay, Cody, we would love to hear your opinion, please.
3: Uh, going into it, I thought that it was just going to be a you know typical Vietnam War movie, but um, you know toward the end it starts kind of descending into madness. Leading up to it, I you know a lot of the fucked up things that happened, I kind of expected to happen. Um, they didn't make him any less messed up but it wasn't anything that was necessarily surprising. It was once all like the tribal type people start showing up and then of course you get to the, the end where he finally reaches his destination and everything's just kind of insane. There's severed heads everywhere and I don't know. It it the first half of the movie was extremely boring. <laughs> yeah uh even even with you didn't like the,
0: the uh Robert Duvall's character and the, Oh he
3: so uh, he was
1: looking out for me big time. He's like, "What about Lance? Lance all right?" <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the character was great and all, but I just couldn't bring myself to care about anything that was actually happening cuz again, yeah, there was a lot. It, it really just does kind of play off like your typical Vietnam war movie for the first half. And it's I mean, almost it gets, like they want it, you it to gets drink a lot a better fire at the end, but you know
1: yeah, it's like, you know, they want, they want you to... It, they, they have so much going on in this. And I get it's a war movie, and you're supposed to be attached to Sheen's character. But all this crap's going on at the first half, it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's so much, like, to try to process. And then he gets on the boat, and he gets boring for a little bit. Yeah. Until I saw that... they run into the tiger. Um,
0: like, the one point that I saw... Uh, said about this movie was is that it really captures kind of the feeling of war and that like it's like really bombastic and explosive one minute and then you're just like you know completely bored the next minute and you're just like kind of you know there's nothing really happening
3: which is fine and all for actual war but i mean it's a movie and when the movie's two and a half hours long you kind of need to be entertained you know and again you know talking about how it's so bombastic in that early scene where, you know, they're flying in and, you know, they're they're going to drop the boat and, you know, they want to go okay. surfing and all that. With the classical the, music the,
1: part, right? The, yeah, the, right at the, the Valkyries.
3: The battle is so chaotic that it's hard to even keep up with what's going on. Until they yeah, actually get out really of the helicopter too, and they're on, on the beach.
1: Oh, It was really quick, too, the battle. It was like, you know, and then he's over here worried about surfing and once they like drop off the boat you know he's like yeah, we, the waves man look at the two points and like should we wait till it gets a little more secure he goes this point this place is secure for surfing i'm telling you where's Lance at
0: i guess we've already went into the plot
1: yeah we kind of uh, got <laughs> into the plot the <laughs> one thing ahead. that was hilarious about this movie was at the beginning when Martin Sheen was dancing in his underwear yeah and i'm like i can relate to this the, the, but i usually listen to music when i do it
0: yeah the real freak out by uh <laughs> martin sheen he was like an alcoholic before the movie and like he like i
1: can understand why if you're gonna work with this motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah this i mean this stuff right here cody when we get into it the shit that martin sheen goes through like in real life he fucking has a heart attack in the middle of production he has to get like 30 minutes to get to help it's some fucked up shit i mean that whole part where he's dancing in his underwear He's, he's literally drunk.
0: Yeah, he's having a fucking like mental breakdown, like, and they're just like recording
1: it, like in some like dingy shitty, like
0: I think this is the Philippines, like some Filipino hotel room.
1: Yeah, and then he does a little oh, the street. He does the street fighter can, when yeah, he hits he the fucking, mirror.
0: He <laughs> fucking white boy drywall punches the mirror, and he fucking that, like, that's
1: like real blood in his hand and shit. Oh my god, hey, that's yeah, that thing right there. And then, um, did they show him taking a shower? Yeah, the cold
0: shower that they throw him in.
1: Oh, okay, because he goes, "Uh," and it sounded like an (laughs) orgasm. I wrote that down, I was really kind of confused. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) You wrote that down. (laughs) I wrote that orgasm in the shower. I I go in parentheses, Doesn't he just fucking scream? It's like, "Ah!" (laughs) That's an orgasm for me. And I know about you. (laughs) Okay, the monologues. And he starts on me, it's always in his head, and he's like, You know, I really wanted a mission.
0: Yeah, it's real old school like that. It like, is, but the, very... the thing
1: reminded me of Naked Gun. Yeah. Because I watched those movies first, and Frank Drebin's like, I was on my way back to the police squad. And I'm like, this sounds exactly like Naked Gun, so I couldn't help but not take that part seriously. And he's like, it was paying for my sins. I wouldn't ask for another mission. Narration,
0: very old. <laughs> no one does narration anymore, really.
1: I think we should. Like, I mean, we're kind of narrating this. Did you...
0: There's a. Have you ever seen Blade Runner?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. It's like Harrison they have Ford a, does it. They
0: have a cut uh, of Blade Runner where it's just Harrison Ford narrating, and he says like really stupid shit. And he's like, "I was like old tuna that somebody had thrown out." And fucking, <laughs> that's like the first line in the fucking movie. He like really phoned it in because he thought it was really stupid.
1: Yeah, he didn't – I mean, I know he thought Decker should have been a human where the director's like, oh, no, no, he's a replicant. That's another discussion. <laughs> we're getting day. so off-topic. Oh, we're very off-topic. All right, let's get
0: into the plot. So the plot is is that Captain Willard is back in Vietnam after a little bit of furlough or something, and he Well, wants... he's not
1: – I mean, I think his character is more along the lines of, like, the secret ops – yeah, he's like a,
0: he's like a green. He just got back. Or he just got like in country into Vietnam. Yeah, it's like what did But he,
1: I think he's like somebody that they don't want on. He, yeah, he
0: really doesn't. Yeah, he's like a green beret or some shit. Yeah. But um. So yeah, he's back in Vietnam and he really wants to do, um, another mission, and he really hates it back home because you know, uh, that's how vets I guess who are, especially you know. in this
1: war. They were pretty. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah.
0: So. He uh, gets fucking drunk, piss drunk, punches off uh, some windows. Sure, Eukan. Sure, you can's his mirror, and then they bring him to back to base, and the whole gang's there. There's Harrison
1: Ford. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Han Solo, and you have. Oh, it was another joke. I had like Harrison Ford and Han Solo because he looked like. Like the way he had his hair combed, he like down the middle, and his glasses, and he just looked like somebody just straight up out of high school. He didn't even look like Harrison Ford. He looked like he actually lost weight and shit like that. Oh yeah, just for like this little five minutes. Do you scene. know what
0: his character's name is? No, it's uh like it's like Colonel G Lucas. Oh my, <laughs> that's
1: God. his fucking character's name. <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> down, like, you can't get away from George Lucas. I mean, he they doesn't don't have the say neck
0: it, but they don't say it. Um, I think it might be in the credits and I think his like name tape on his uniform says Lucas.
1: Yeah. You know, hey Cody, did you notice the the guy with the gray hair that said one line in that scene just kept staring at Martin Sheen? Yeah. He was the actually the assistant director on this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even know what his fucking name was, but you know what the hell did I write grease my gun? <laughs> that's a that's a quote in the movie I think. Anyway. That whole thing, but Martin Shane, it was just kind of weird because Martin Shane just kept staring at everybody in the room. And I'm like, if this yeah. was a real I life I guess thing. He,
0: they're trying to like portray kind of like, I don't know, your typical Vietnam vet. Like, he's really disconnected, and you know he's always like, he's like, when I was over there, or when I was back home, I wish I was over there. You yeah. know, he's just kind of like, I think he's just supposed to be your like arch, uh, archetypical like Vietnam vet kind of or Vietnam soldier you know really disconnected and kind of like he's got that thousand yard stare down that's exactly what that is that's like the thousand
1: yard stare or like you just took a bunch of LSD yeah or the
0: one of the two either I mean, one I mean, or that know, you're like one's a,
1: really dramatic romantic the other one's just he's just a fucking druggie or you're
0: a crippling alcoholic like Martin <laughs> Sheen really like was. he is
1: in real life <laughs> <laughs> no but the whole thing with that it was just like you know I felt like you see the Vietnam vets portrayed that way after the war. I feel like yeah. they were like well, I mean, completely they, on their shit during it while they're there and all that. Yeah. I so but you know, I mean I, I mean I get that whole thing. He's point. just kinda like
0: this battle weary kind of vet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they the his mission, uh, to kill Colonel Kurtz played by the late and the great Marlon Brando and they uh, play
1: yes, yes. I I I actually did my best work on this movie. And, you know, my favorite scene is the scene where you just hear my voice with a tape recorder where I go, a zimp of a snake going down the razor's edge. Or some crazy shit. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but me and Owen were, like, riffing. Like, what if he just really needed, like, chicken nuggets or just pussy and he'd act normal? Because they're like, they're running down the stuff. He's like, yeah, his uh, his troops treat him like he's God now and all this other stuff. And they played that tape where he's saying that weird shit. And what if they cut off the point where he goes, uh, yeah, can I just get like, just three 10-piece nuggets? I'm sorry, <laughs> is this thing on? Yeah, is this thing recording?
0: It's all basically just like fucking random rambling. <laughs> so like, if he was just <laughs> yeah. a complete stream of consciousness, he'd be like, hey, I really need some pussy right now.
1: <laughs> I just stepped on a nail. I wonder if my wife took the trash out, and I think my cat is licking my ear. Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Is this, this thing, thing recording? <laughs> and it's just like, they cut that part off. They're like, yeah, this dude's fucking nuts. You don't need to hear the last <laughs> you part. You have of to kill
0: this motherfucker now. <laughs> he cannot get those chicken
1: nuggets. Can- <laughs> There's no way he's getting those chicken nuggets. This piece of shit. But yeah, that whole like Marlon Brando thing, and I'm like... And they show all those like little pictures, and I'm like, man, those are a lot of pictures of Marlon Brando's face and uh, nothing else because he's, like, fat.
0: Are those like, um, he looks really young in those pictures. Are those actually Marlon Brando? Or
1: I, I would assume they were. They look like they were pictures taken, but then they were shaded over with a pencil because they're all in black and white. Oh, yeah. They're brushed up, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're brushed up. I was like, let's get rid of this neck roll. And George Lucas goes, hey, that was my reference. That was my trivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Cody, you got anything to say about the the message that Marlon Brando left for the other colonels?
3: Uh, No, not really. It's weird. You're you're pretty spot on. It's just like a bunch of random nonsense, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just to show that he's fucking completely lost it.
1: Now, I'm just curious. It's coming from somebody I've never seen the Godfather movies. Mm -hmm. And I know Cody has. And, of course, Owens watched them all. So, Cody... The whole, like, Marlon Brando acting in those movies versus in this movie, did you notice any kind of difference? Or was this kind of like? Because to me, it just felt like everybody's like, oh, he played a really deep character. I'm like, I feel like he was just, like, playing himself.
0: You mean in The Godfather?
1: No, no, The Godfather. I'm mean, like, Godfather, he's playing a character. In yeah. this movie, I feel like yeah, and it's this, like, yeah. Brando, just be your regular I'm, normal
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of Marlon Brando's lines in this were just, like, ad-libs. Okay. Well,
3: isn't Marlon Brando was kind of notorious for being a lazy actor? So even in like, but he was also op- a method did he have, actor. have like his lines written down on the back of a prop or something, so uh, that he can read them. Like, he was literally yeah, just it? reading his lines during his scenes, like you know the scene where in the go Godfather. In they asked for a favor and all that during the wedding. You know, he was just literally reading his lines. He was a yeah. good actor, but he was a lazy actor. So it's <laughs> for for this movie. He could have just been playing himself because, you know, he just didn't care enough to actually get into any kind of character. Yeah,
0: he, he didn't remember his lines when he showed up to the, like, the recording of this movie.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: the the craziest
1: thing I looked up, because Owen had told me the stuff so I got on Wikipedia, and I was like, let me look at the sources and try to find that. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, They said that he showed up 50 pounds overweight, and he felt like uh, Colonel Kurtz was supposed to be named something else like some generic like john something i don't even remember but it was some kind of thing and then the the director's like no he's named this and he goes well, why does he have to have his head shaved and then evidently they went on a one week excursion him and the director on the boat and then came back and everything was like fucking normal like yeah this is like fucking weird shit with this motherfucker i was like you know sometimes you just want to be weird for the sake of weird and he's like uh, Marlon, uh, what do you think about dinosaurs? I think they killed the sheep. Okay, Marlon, you just sit back down in your old,
0: your chair <laughs> yeah, right now.
1: We'll go back to Martin. Martin,
0: <laughs> yeah, towards the end of his life, Marlon Brando was fucking kind of off the deep end. To live.
1: Oh man, and this whole like he stares. You know, of course we're gonna get to that point. I don't want to get off. Yeah, uh, we're already up. I just really want to talk about Marlon. But uh, okay, go ahead, Owen. Sorry.
0: All right. So he gets his mission and he gets assigned onto a boat. There's a couple characters on there.
1: And wh- who who played my boy Lance? Like, right. who Lance, played me in the movie? Uh, Lance was um, Sam Bottoms. Oh, God. So, what a last name. Bottoms. Yeah.
0: So there is the chief of the boat, who's like the CO of the boat, uh, played by Albert Hall. There is Lance the Surfer, Sam Bottoms, uh, like Lawrence Fishburne, Mr. Clean, and then there's one other. It's Chef. Chef, yeah. And Chef is played by Frederick Forrest. He's in another movie too. I don't remember what it's called. It's like a. There's some movie where it's like the, the, It's about like this like worker who goes off the deep end.
1: Oh, doesn't surprise me. But he's the, actually the only normal one on the boat, other than the captain. Yeah. I feel like, especially at the end, when he goes, "You mean we gotta go kill one of our own guys?" Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> when he runs into the tiger when they get off, he goes, I want some mangoes. Okay, let's go get some mangoes. And he goes up there and the fucking tiger fucking jumps <laughs> out of the woods. They He's run like, back to the boat. I want some mangoes. He's like, okay, I won't leave the boat. I'm not going to leave the boat anymore. am not going to leave the boat. And he doesn't leave the boat anymore in the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's supposed to be from, like, Louisiana, but he doesn't have
1: a southern accent. Or no. Anything. And the thing is, they seem like like when he got when he gets on the boat as non-sociable as Martin Sheen's character was with the colonels and all that in that room when they were giving him his mission, he seemed like he was buddy-buddy with everybody on his boat. Like, I mean, Chef was like, hey, man, I want some I want some mango. Like, the, he was asking Martin Sheen, hey, can I go get permission <laughs> to get mangoes? I, I, like, the, the I
0: got the feeling like, like everyone hated uh, Martin Sheen's character, Captain Willard.
1: You know, I, I, the boat captain definitely did because he said so. I think, yeah. I don't know.
0: Because, like, everyone's, like, flipping him off and, like, being like, oh, you motherfucker. Like, even the uh, Colonel, uh, Robert DeVall's character, Colonel Kilgore, is, like, he fucking really doesn't talk to Captain Willard all that much. And he's, like, he just kind of blows him off. But anyways, so so Captain Willard has his mission uh, to go up the... That's the
1: the, reason why no one likes him, though, because he's like, where you got to go? He goes, that's classified. Yeah. That's everybody's like, yeah, oh, he's kind of
0: a hard ass about it. So I
1: mean, you have to be. If you're like, oh, you're gonna go that fucking far? I don't think the guys on the boat would have been like, yeah, let's go do that. Yeah, I wouldn't volunteer for that shit.
0: Yeah. So what, what's the the Du River? He's got to go up that and kill uh, the great Colonel Kurtz. Hello. Who was supposed to be this like well decorated military officer? Who was like you know graduated West Point and got all these qualifications and stuff. Just really like a... didn't he
1: go through like multiple branches? Of yeah, like he went through like he or... was like on
0: fast track to be like a general or something. But then he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be on like the front lines, kind of doing his own thing. And that's what you kind of learn over the course of like the boat ride is, is that he's very much like a hands-on kind of person. He doesn't like the um, bureaucratical... And this kind of ties into, like, the, the actual Vietnam War in that, like, there was a lot of bureaucracy going on. There was a lot of, like, red tape and shit, like, shit you couldn't do. And, like, oh, you have to do this by the book, by procedure. And that's kind of what his character is supposed to be, like, the big, like, the guy who's like, man, fuck all this, like, bureaucracy shit. I'm just going to go out there and get shit done.
1: Yeah. Well, he I guess he saw the hypocrisy, like with all the other people. It was like, yeah, well, you got to do things by the book, but they would just overstep the book when it suits them. But they would just act like, oh, that's just what we had to do. So he was just like, you know, fuck your book and fuck your moral ethics. I'm going to do what I feel is right. Yeah. Even though I'm fucking insane and overweight. Yeah, a
0: big part of this movie is, like, pointing out just, like, a lot of the hypocrisy of, like, uh, really Americans in the Vietnam War. Because, yeah. like, basically the whole fucking point of this movie is, like, Okay, this is, like, Francis Ford Coppola's take on the Vietnam War. Like, fucking every aspect of it. So it has, like, little um, things that make you think of the Vietnam War, like, aspects and shit. Like, a big part, like I said, is the hypocrisy of American troops in there. And there's a lot of parts in the movie where, like, Americans will gun down, I don't know, civilians or Viet Cong or something. And they'll be there dead and dying. And they'll be like afterwards and they'll be like hey we gotta patch him up we gotta patch him up we gotta save him after they just got done like fucking blowing them away you know
3: well yeah and a lot and a lot of the the violence is instigated by the americans uh, yeah which you know later on you see that especially when they're inspecting that boat and um, oh god i guess what's his name mr clean or whatever opens fire yeah. on the boat and it's just like unnecessary yeah, yeah a fucking the,
0: puppy. Yeah, just for a puppy. And then afterwards, they're like, man, we got a band to bandage her up. We got a band to bandage her up. And, you know, the whole point of Captain Willard taking out the pistol and, like, coup de gras and the girl was that he was like, you motherfuckers just machine gunned down this entire family on this boat. And now you're going to worry we, about this shit? Well,
3: yeah, and on top of that, he told them not to stop in the first place, and they did. And because they yeah. stopped, they just murdered a bunch of innocent people.
0: Yeah, like. Captain Willard's journey throughout this movie is like it's basically him seeing the same shit i uh, I like to think that it's him seeing the same shit that um Kurt's yeah that Kurtz saw and him like becoming more Kurtz like in his thinking
2: right,
1: yeah, it seemed like at the beginning of the movie like Martin Sheen's character is he sees the hypocrisy, but he's he himself's looking for direction. Yeah. And, like, everything that he's reading about Kurtz is like, man, this sounds like my type of guy. Like, this is like... It's almost like if he wasn't supposed to go kill him, this would be the type of person he'd like to follow. Yeah. So, which is kind of weird with the whole... I still want to get to the Grease My Gun. I can't remember what the fuck... (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, never mind. That's with the Playboy Bunnies. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, now I remember. (laughs) But, yeah, when they fucking yeah they grabbed the puppy and like I said when I found out about the water buffalo at the end of the movie I'm kind of asked I don't like they didn't kill the actual dog did they because the dog just disappeared and
0: I don't think they would
1: you know if they did when Francis how did he say his name
0: Francis Ford Coppola I yeah
1: when he know. dies and will travel to his grave and piss on it for the dog like if the dog actually did die because I didn't see anything else with I the mean fucking the dog. reason
0: why the buffalo died at the end I think it was already like a ritual that they were doing and they just like recorded it because Francis Ford Coppola was like this would be cool to put in the movie during this time
1: yeah I really didn't need to see the water buffalo I mean, they're like yeah. it's supposed to be symbolic yeah it's some kind shimmy. of like, look, dude, this whole fucking movie is symbolic I don't need one last symbolism when you kill the fucking fat cow that is Marlon yeah. Brando I mean, because he was like, hey. that's the, that's the, that's the symbolism. The the fat cow is Marlon Brando. And Marlon Brando is the fat cow. It's like you fat piece of shit. But yeah, rest like,
0: in peace, Marlon Brando. By
1: the way, rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. But yeah, the whole like the whole boat thing. And it was just like Martin Sheen's character was just like you know, uh, fuck this. You know, he he had no qualms about it. Like, you know, they're sitting there faking, like, all the sympathy. Like, oh, we got to save her now after they shot her. And he was just, like, you know, point blank. Fuck it. Yeah. That was that was the thing about his character is, like, you know, like you guys were saying. But uh, a lot of his character has a lot of reluctance in this fucking movie. Like, you know, he wants a mission. He gets a mission. But he doesn't know what he's going to do when he gets there. He openly questions it
3: in his mind.
0: Yeah, so there's like the seeds well, of doubt are already there.
3: Yeah, I think I think a lot of it that allows him to his character to sort of change because in the beginning of the movie he's very much a a good soldier, you know, if you want to call it that, where he's going to obey every order no matter what, even the orders to to never acknowledge that he was what was that mission called? He was he went to Saigon or whatever. Yes, so yeah. So like even even when the the officers show up. And in the beginning, they question about it. He never admits that he, that he was part of that mission or that the mission yeah. even exists. But at, throughout the movie, I think because he's not really part of a group, yes, he is assigned to be with a group, an, an escort group. He's not necessarily part of their, their squad. So he's able to observe a lot of the, the just horrors of, of the Vietnam War, you know, as a bystander horrors. almost. So by the end, you know, he is, he, like you've said, he's kind of changed his, his opinions on everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then when we get to the ending of this thing, I can't wait because, like I said, we only talked about it for like 30 minutes in the office and of we're talking about like the whole note that Brando left behind in his notes. Because he wanted all that paperwork to go back to his son, which is another little story me and uh, Owen made up <laughs> about one of Brando's kid in this movie. But go ahead, Owen.
0: Okay, uh, I wanted to talk about the the big battle um, that they have. Okay, so that was fucking crazy. You like that must have cost like a trillion fucking dollars to film all that shit and have all those like helicopters flying in formation all those explosions and shit just oh the, we're
1: talking about the with, with, yeah uh, the
0: big battle with uh, Colonel Kilgore
1: yeah okay yeah that thing was pretty fucking nuts and, but then he's like he's so worried about the damn like surfing yeah and then he's like
0: that's a that's a, like a really good uh, just his whole character is just like this big gung-ho asshole general like meathead general kind of guy who's like there's just really
1: so he does love Lance. He loves yeah, me.
0: He loves his man, his surfing man.
1: He loves his little surfer boy. He's like, little surfer boy. come here, surfer boy, Kimmy, I guess and for you. And uh, he doesn't talk like that. That's Marlon Brando. <laughs> Brando's just having sex with everybody in this movie, evidently.
0: Yeah, the only time I think fucking Colonel Kurtz shows any emotion other than, like, gung-ho, like, assholeness is, like, when he's, like, fucking sitting on the beach about to surf. Like, after the napalm fucking explodes and he says that line... I love the smell of napalm in the morning, it which is another like victory. yeah. You know the gung ho asshole thing. After that, he says, "You know, someday this war will end," and he doesn't say it with any kind of like, uh, you know, relief or looking forward to it. It's like legitimate sadness in his voice. Yeah, like he lives for this kind of shit.
1: And remember when they when they showed him, when Martin Sheen was doing his little voiceover, if that was Martin Sheen, he could have been his brother. We gotta get to that point a little bit later on. We can just
0: talk about it now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, well, Martin Sheen's he had the heart attack during the production of this movie and his brother had to stand in for him and his brother did part of if not most of the voiceover for this movie and then uh, Francis we'll just call him Francis the director he said that uh, even now when he watches it he can't tell which one is Martin which one is his brother like that's how fucking like how much stress and everything they put into on in this fucking movie. He originally wanted like Clint Eastwood and Steve McQueen to be a part of this movie. And they're like, nah, Dude, we're Clint not gonna...
0: Eastwood as the main character it would have been pretty badass.
1: Yeah. But Eastwood was like, "No, nah, I'm not leaving the States that well, fucking you know, long.
3: You know, you say that about the voiceover and I don't want to be like, well, I'm able to tell the difference or anything like that. But there's a part, I don't know, maybe it's an hour into the movie where mm-hmm. the voiceover, it, It very jarringly sounds like someone different, and I and I thought to myself, it's someone else. It's like a different character narrating right now, and then the next time the narration comes back, it goes back to that same tone. I don't know if it's just because they use a different a different tone of their voice or whatever for that moment, but it seems inconsistent with the rest of the narration.
1: You know, you spotted that out. That's Martin Sheen's brother probably chiming in, or
0: it might be Martin Sheen himself. I think Martin Sheen's brother did. Most of the voice lines?
1: Okay, so it could be, yeah. So it's either Martin Sheen did most of the lines, and then what you heard was Martin Sheen's brother, or vice versa, it's all his brother, and then that was just Martin Sheen. Like I said, he was recovering from a fucking heart attack yeah, during I'm the right. middle of this fucking like, production. This, of this fucking, fucking movie.
0: stressful, crazy production. Yes, yeah, fucking nuts. Where they were going to use actual dead bodies
1: at the end of the movie to decorate <laughs> the fucking... We're going to go <laughs> completely like poltergeist. Did is you that know that,
0: Cody? They were going to use... um. All those dead bodies um, at the end of the movie were supposed to be real cadavers from like the like Philippines, fucking like um, some corner from Gosh. the Philippines. Yeah, somebody was like, somebody was like, dude, we can't fucking do that. I think they did yeah, like one of the
3: producers. S- someone finally drew the line. It was like, look, Francis, let's let's not go too far. You already you already killed was, a water buffalo. I don't think it was <laughs>
0: Coppola's, um, uh, the director's choice. I think it was one of the producers that, had like bought. Like, just fucking dead bodies. And, like, somebody was like, hey, that's fucking too far, man.
1: That That's yeah. fucking nuts, man. Golly, damn. Yeah. I mean, they're like, he's, like, making everybody fucking method actors in this fucking movie. Just to get through it. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I mean, you know. I, it's for the time, I get it. But, I mean, shit, dude. Acting is acting. Yeah, it's he, pretending to be something you're not.
0: This is a very art tour. Film, you know, Shit, more like artistic.
1: <laughs> I'd like to have like that argument with the producers. Like, well, look, it's cheaper just having these real dead bodies. How about the actor goes, okay, that's fine. You get in the water with them, and then we'll do it after you.
0: No, I'm sure it was probably cheaper because what they did do, <laughs> all they did was hire fucking like it's cheaper to steal bodies. All though. they did was take extras and make them like. Or like make up them as they were dead and shit and, and like. But them. you
1: don't have to pay dead people, so it would be cheaper for the real dead. But people. you'd have to pay
0: like the coroner and shit for like. This is fucking Vietnam,
1: up. dude. What the hell are you talking about, coroner?
0: They just like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is like grabbing. They just and, like, kill.
0: Actually, they just fucking just killed random people in the. Oh, I mean, they
1: killed a water buffalo. Yeah,
0: they were just killing people in the fucking movie.
1: <laughs> it's like oh fuck this, man. This, this is actually this a, is a snuff cheaper. film. This is a snuff film. Oh my god, that's ugh. This has real sex, not simulated sex in it. When Marlon Brando gets his little chicken nugget boy. I'm just going to let you laugh about that. <laughs> uh, that was great, dude. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> Alright, so the big battle happens. It's this fucking big, loud
1: dun, 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 thing. Dun, dun, yeah, they played dun, 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 "Ride dun, dun. of the
0: Valkyries, which is famous pop culture now. Um... <laughs> Just kind of more to cement uh, Colonel Kilgore. I mean, his fucking name is Kilgore. Like, Jesus Christ. But just further, more to cement the fact that he's just this gung-ho, very, like, American badass type of fucking soldier. You know, all of our big-name generals and shit. I guess he's just supposed to embody that.
1: Oh, yeah, Martin Sheen. I'm hearing the voiceover. I I lost his point originally. That's where he goes. Uh, You kind of knew that nothing would ever happen to this guy over here. Like, he had, like, a fucking... A rabbit's foot shoved up his ass or something yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah there's this really good scene in there that ties into what i said earlier about the kind of hypocrisy where he it's after he's laying down all those death cards um on the bodies of like the dead Viet Cong soldiers and he comes up to another Viet Cong soldier who's like wounded and cool. this this um uh, like arvin the arm this like uh south vietnamese soldier's like hey you can't get this guy or he goes up to him and he's going to h- give this wounded Vietnamese soldier, like, water. And then this uh, South Vietnamese soldier's like, hey, you can't give him water. You know, he's, he's Viet Cong. That's fucked up. You know, we we already killed all these motherfuckers. You can't show them kindness. He he's was willing like,
1: to give him just patty water. Yeah, he's, he's like, like Dirty you can water. drink
0: from the patty. And then he's like, no, anyone who could stand up to me is a badass. And he's, like, handing like. him the water.
3: <laughs> He says something along the lines of anyone who could anyone who could stand up to me holding their guts in or while holding their guts can drink can drink of my from canteen my canteen any day. yeah and but he's then, just pouring it but but he, no he doesn't, he doesn't
0: even pour it he like he like he's about to do it and then like someone distracts was like hey the way or they they say the lance the surfers here and he's like and he just stops
3: They're so gonna blame that yeah. on me yeah
0: it's all your fault motherfucker yeah you, he
3: like slings a bunch of water in the air but never actually gives any to the soldier yeah
0: that, that's like the perfect fucking. Um really what they're going for with the hypocrisy thing. It's like Oh, I'm a care I care so much but, but wait, there's a there's a badass surfer here? Never mind. Fuck that it, shit.
1: Remember right before that though and they had um the 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 photographers like, Keep going, act like you're fighting. oh uh, yeah fight. That was actually gameplay. the Francis, the director. Yeah, I, I figured it was.
0: I didn't know that, but
1: yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm like, Oh wow, he's just like yeah, I figured he would look like some like cracked out dude like Kubrick does but he actually looked normal yeah like a normal he's like yeah I assumed he was fat well yeah I mean I'm assuming all directors are fat look at George Lucas
0: yeah I, I usually assume directors are fat for some reason unless they're like new directors like
1: yeah the ones that haven't got rich they haven't eaten they're like we're starving for our art <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: fucking like like Disney directors and shit but
1: um then they get fucking huge look at James Farvo uh, not for James. I don't think this is. John Farber. I oh, fucked The guy yeah. that did Iron Man and all that. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. But, so. yeah, we got through the paddy water, how the, you know, you were saying that's just the epitome of the American attitude towards Vietnam. Yeah. People in general, not just the Viet Cong or South Vietnamese. Yeah, there's this very, They're like, acting like, oh, we care. We're doing this for you, but they're really not. Yeah, right.
0: winning the hearts and minds kind of shit.
1: <laughs> so. It was a fucking useless war. Shouldn't even fucking. <laughs> the, the
0: this done. is not a political podcast. Li- like <laughs> Vietnam's a modern political fucking thing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, see.
1: Fucking Eisenhower.
0: Fuck Eisenhower. <laughs> that motherfucker. He made us fucking. He did not take our boys out of Vietnam. He
1: right. did not, and he did not create the fucking highway system that Sarah at work said that he did. So fuck you, Sarah. I'm just kidding. I love you, Sarah. <laughs>
0: And then they're out there surfing, USA. which is just like
1: fucking nuts. <laughs> Charlie, don't surf! I'm like, golly damn! I can't wait for somebody who's like, I was like, is this where Lance is gonna get killed? Because I didn't know Lance was gonna be like the fucking one dude that survives this movie. I'm like, well, I guess this is where he's gonna get killed off. And that's all he fucking cares about. Kill what? What's his name? kill? What? Kill Gore? Yeah, it's just like the waves, man. Just, you know, just talking about the waves. Look shit. at I'm those like, waves! I'm like, holy fucking shit.
0: I love his fucking character. It's it's hilarious,
1: but I'm like, like, damn, let's somebody kill him? You know? No. That's just my opinion.
0: That's just my opinion.
1: But then, you know, okay, so getting to that point, and then the little boat trip, which is funny, there's a part where he's like, I thought they gave me the wrong dossier. And Martin Sheen is doing that. And then, um, Cody, you've seen the Naked Gun movies, right?
3: Uh, I've seen, I know I've seen the second one for sure. Okay.
1: See, I, I took them over to show you. Well, those guys, you know, they originally did the movie Airplane and then they did the Naked Gun series. Well, they did another yeah. two movies called Hot Shots that, char- that starred Charlie Sheen. And they were spoof movies. The first one that spoofed him as uh, Top Gun. And then the second one, they spoofed him as like Rambo from Rambo's 2, 3, and 1. Uh, 2, 3, and 1. Well, just two and three at that time. He had, like, a red bandana and long hair. Well, he's on a boat, and he's writing down. He's like, so this is what hell feels like. And he's writing this shit down. You can hear his monologue. Well, then you hear somebody else talk over him. But it's, like, in a monologue voice. So he's hearing somebody else's monologue. He looks up, and it's showing Martin Sheen recreating the scene from Apocalypse Now. And then <laughs> they had actually done a movie together in the 80s called uh, Wall Street. So they do it, and they notice each other. And as the boats are crossing, Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen yell at each other, "Loved you in Wall Street," and they give each other a thumbs up. And that's the little reference to Apocalypse Now. <laughs> oh, I'll send it to you afterwards. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah!
0: So uh, what happens next? Is it the is the it tiger. the bridge?
1: We did the mangoes and the tigers. Okay, it?
0: the mangoes and the tigers happen.
1: Well, they had a little that little rally when they had the little. Uh, playmates show up and they're dancing I think that's how that they grease my gun was that I think that was after the bridge which bridge man there was some the,
0: the big bridge with all the lights where
1: no 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 that was the that that bridge is the last point okay I thought isn't that the last point before they that's the last point the American army is like checked off at is that what you're talking about yeah I cause so. where like they're like shooting off and then that one dude's all spacey he goes hey where's your commanding officer he's like aren't
0: you yeah
1: yeah, um, yeah, that's later on in the movie.
0: So, they go to... There's the Playboy um, dance thing. Yeah. And, and Chef
1: yells, You can grease my gun, honey! You can grease my gun, honey. <laughs> I fucking thought it was hilarious. I wrote it down.
0: Basically, <laughs> the whole point of that scene is just, you know, Americans need entertainment and shit. And, you know, uh, Willard uh, makes the point at the end of the scene. He's like, you know, the Viet Cong don't really need any R&R like this. You know, they're out here fighting... You know for their lives and shit you know just really um, to make a point that the Americans hearts weren't really in the war it wasn't anything that really any American soldier really cared about winning or not
1: no we were, I mean I think it was mainly just surviving I don't think they understood what they were fighting for uh, to, you, to save the South yeah the uh, American were...
0: soldier. it was like just a, you know abstract stop communism kind of thing not not anything like oh we have to defend something you don't, the, the point was just that Americans, you know, didn't have, like, fully fucking, like, their full heart in the war.
1: No. I think the American government just wanted to see how big their dick was. Some yeah. of the guys, because it's like, you want to stop communism. Hey, go ahead and attack Russia and China at that point. That wasn't going to fucking happen. Let's do this little tiny half of Vietnam, though. We okay. call it North Vietnam, you know. With the Viet Cong and all that shit. They were just, like, they literally were fighting for their way of life. And we were supposedly, quote-unquote, Americanizing them. I mean, you're seeing these pictures in the war photography. And this, this is the thing is, like, this was the same, like, where the hippie uh, movement was. And it was like, you know, they were... I mean, when the soldiers were getting off of the planes coming back from Vietnam, they were getting spit on. They weren't getting heroes welcomes, Like, you know, you would, like, in the Korean War, or even Afghanistan and Iraq now, which is just the more recent things that we're talking like that've happened over the last 20 years but you know he watched i mean tying into another movie he watched first blood which is rambo and you know he said and he was just pretty much summarizing what it was like coming off of it and it's like he was getting spit on being called baby killer and all this other crap and he goes you don't know what i've been through you don't have the right to call me that and like i said you know the vietnam uh, excuse me vietnam vietnamese people yeah i'm gonna get it out I mean, they're sending their kids over there with bombs. And that shows the dedication they have to their way of life. But, you know, they're sending their kids over there with, like, bombs in a shoe shine box. Going, shoe sign, sir? Shoe sign? And the guy goes, yeah, kid, I'm just gonna give him a couple bucks. Because it's American money. Shows him, and blows up everybody in the fucking tent. And that's stuff that was happening in this fucking war. And then the soldiers were coming back and getting absolutely no fucking love. From the public, because they were just doing their job, you know. Everybody was like, "Oh, fuck you! You're going over there doing that." Well, hell, they were getting drafted in this fucking war. They had no chance, you know. If you yeah, sit lot, in there and talk a to lot any of kind them, of Vietnam. a lot of them didn't
3: like, want to be there in the first place, you know. Period. Yeah, if
1: you talk to any like fucking Vietnam veteran, they don't like talking about this war for a reason. They really don't. I remember, uh, well, my my dad's biological father had four tours over there. And he had, like, the Purple Heart and all that other stuff. And he didn't talk about it. He died when my dad was uh, 17. He had contracted hepatitis from Agent Orange over there. That That's the shit they sprayed on everybody. That's uh, The American people were doing, you know. And, you know, my, my dad's stepdad had six tours of Vietnam. He was a mechanic, but he was over there. And then my mom, mom's biological father had, like, quite a bit. Like, I think he had, like three four tours himself and you know i mean i have never met him or anything like that but if that was just a thing that just didn't talk about it. i remember asking uh an ex-girlfriend's grandfather who had fought in the war just just a random question i can't remember exactly what it was and he was like yeah it was a real bad time and that's literally all he fucking said he didn't expound upon it they don't want to talk about it and it was pretty fucked up shit and they weren't getting any support from the general public but probably not even much from their own government when they got back, and you have like all these little halfway houses they send the guys to, and you know Vietnam veterans, but you know, a lot of those guys are just cracked out of their minds. Unfortunately, you know, it was a fucked up war. It shouldn't have happened. I'm not gonna get a big tangent, but you know, if you're like drafted into the, like the way they were treated was like, okay, you're the ones that made this decision when it was really just the fucking government, you know. And that's the thing that's just kind of irritating. And then, of course, you know, like I said. You're in no man's land over there, especially like where um Martin Sheen's character is going. Like they're like they're getting further and further into it. The boat captain doesn't want to fucking go, but he has to. Of course, if he had found out, I don't think he would have went that fucking far. There's a lot of part like in this movie. There's a lot of things you sit there and you go, oh, well, what if they knew? Like, you know, when we get to, like, Martin Sheen's character meeting Brando. And the whole thing with Brando's character, like, dying of malaria. If he had seen Martin Sheen and he wasn't dying of malaria, would he have let Martin Sheen kill him? Spoiler alert, sorry if you've been listening to this movie. Listening to this podcast, had haven't seen the movie yet. Spoilers. Spoiler, Brando dies, but it's like, would he have done that? And, you know, would these people on the boat would have just lived if... The captain was like, "All right, get off the fucking boat. I'm not taking you any further." And they wouldn't because you know the thing is like, you know, of course, you know when uh, I call him Matrix, but uh, Mark Lawrence Fishburne's character, he's listening to his mom on the tape recorder as they getting shot up, and it's really fucked up. Like that scene, I mean, I know he killed, you know, those people on the boat and all that stuff like that, but still hearing that, like you're hearing his mama saying. Giving right. him family updates and all that. Yeah, he was
0: just a kid. That was like
1: his yeah. character. I mean, that's yeah, that scene was kind of fucked up. And that's kind of shit you kind of run through, you know? Like that that part really got me. Of course, Lance goes, "Where's the fucking dog, man?" And he's still spaced out on that fucking acid he took. And yeah, like, after that fucking part where
0: he's like, "Hey, I just took all that acid," his <laughs> fucking character like just changes, and he's just like, a fucking wag job.
1: I mean, he's doing he's doing like the Karate Kid shit before the movie even comes out. He's just like. Oh. The original Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course, Chef is just like the only normal fucking one left.
0: Even then, he's still fucking
1: whacked out. Yeah, but at least he, like, you know, <laughs> when they get to the point where all the, I call them the little pygmies, but when they get to where the, the agglomeration of Viet Cong and South Vietnamese and American soldiers that Brando has stored up, like, Lance just, like, fucking joins in. And is like, hey, everybody. Like, everything's cool. Yeah, and Chef's like the only one's like, oh, God, okay. I got eight more hours for our call in the airstrike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then they go to the uh, – there's a bridge, and there's this battle where it's fucking – the entire premise is just a big symbolism. And the battle is, is that these American troops are fighting these Vietnamese troops over this bridge, and every night the Vietnamese blow up the bridge, and the Americans rebuild it, and it's fucking continues on and on forever, just fucking basically that was the entire Vietnam War because the Americans really could not do shit, and they were just doing the same shit over and over and over again, you yeah. know
1: and yeah there's um sounds like the Germans in World War two there's yeah. a movie they're like they're trying to they they're trying to get their tanks over the bridges. And the Americans keep blowing up the bridges, but the Germans build them back up by the morning. And it's just a constant thing going back and forth, blowing up bridges and shit like that. So the Germans can't cross. Damn. <laughs> that shows you how, like, like helpless America really was. Like, they just trying to sit there and use all their brute force to try to, like, win this fucking thing. And they literally couldn't. I mean, well, it was we like, did kick the Germans' ass. Well, so. oh, yeah, we got the Germans' ass. I mean, that was just a thing you kept saying about this bridge that reminded me of that yeah, yeah that but... was just
0: the whole point of like how like just fucking you know ineffective really our policies and shit were in vietnam there's this guy who shows up to uh these two guys like shooting a machine gun
1: martin Sheen's character yeah martin goes Sheen's goes character he's trying Sorry. to find the ceo
0: yeah he's trying to find the commanding officer of this uh detachment of american soldiers here at because somebody's
1: supposed to have like extra orders for him yeah so something like that
0: yeah or no yeah. he gets his extra orders as soon as he gets there but he's like that male dude's like here here yeah but for some reason at the beginning he's he just really wants to find like the CO of this like bridge fucking thing so he gets there and then this character called the loach is that
1: what he's called
0: or is it the roach the roach. It? roach it's
1: the roach yeah <laughs> the loach I'm like what the fuck the is loach, that? the loach dude that's the dude that's like uh, he's the one that shoots that uh you hear that one vietnam yeah he's Vietnamese like soldier. fuck you yeah, fuck you americans and all this other stuff and he's the one that shoots the one shot on that like exploding round yeah and then he kills him and he's just like he just looks calmly at martin sheen and walks away and he get martin sheen goes where do you know who he's your like, commanding officer is your is?
2: commander
0: or no yeah he says do you know who and he's like yeah and <laughs> then just completely. I love his character. His character's so memorable. And he only has like fucking the only line he has is yeah.
1: I like it that the one guy though, the one that's shooting the machine gun, the uh-huh. one guy, he's like, "Where's your commanding officer?" He goes, "Shit, aren't you?" Or he says like, "Who's the superior officer here?" And he's like, "Ain't you?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man. And Then when he gets back on the boat, he goes like, you talk to the CEO?" He goes, "There's no commanding officer here." Yeah. So I, they've literally been abandoned at this thing to go fucking lose their minds in this I, last stop that Americans have been to into Vietnam at this point
0: yeah I guess the point of him saying like yeah I know who the CO is here it's like uh what do you think he meant by that <laughs>
1: what, no the only thing I think he thought yeah the only thing I thought he meant by that was like yeah I know who he is It's but nobody. who cares he's no longer here <laughs> I thought it, like that dude has been abandoned or he's either been shot I felt I felt that the guy had been, they've been abandoned there by the CEO. Like the CEO was, got the fuck out or whatever, and then they were just kind of stuck there. But they had already kind of got cracked out, lost their minds, so they didn't care. You had all those other ones though when they showed up at first, like four or five guys. Hey, come take us, take us. We're ready to uh, go. Yeah. But then you had the other guys firing the gun. Like The other ones, like, fuck it. Like, they were that just shit, waiting for Yeah, that
0: shit was fucking crazy with the guys running out to the boat. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that shit was a little nuts. Cody, you still there? Yeah,
3: I'm here.
0: Hello?
2: Hello? Hello? <laughs>
1: what did you think about, um, at any point, was there anything that had surprised you from, like, them getting on the boat, the long-ass boat ride, and to the point they got to this last American checkpoint?
3: Uh nothing surprised me really again a lot of that was it was just to be expected from a Vietnam War movie nothing was really shocking the funny thing they were playing like was it wasn't it kind of like carnival
1: music at that last army post
0: yeah it was like all fucking weird there were like Christmas lights everywhere and shit
1: yeah that yeah that just shows how fucking cracked out they were at that point Yeah, those guys hadn't they hadn't had any quote unquote R&R in a while Let's just start using military terms and shit. (laughs) Um,
0: It was Oscar Charlie Delta over there, man.
1: Now I think this is after that part. They're floating on the boat, well not floating, but the boat's driving. But before they get attacked by the wooden spears, you know those little the tribal people just trying to scare them away with little yeah, they're like little no, there's arrows, little arrows. I mean, there's a thing that looked like a bunch of skulls. They had all these little houses that were like kind of built into the water, into the the river, you know, like the big pillars. But there was like one scene I can't remember. It looked like it was skulls kind of lined up in like a big pyramid little thing. It had candles all around it. Do you remember that scene?
0: Uh, no. I think you've mentioned this earlier, and I'm still like, what the fuck was he talking about?
1: <laughs> I swear I think I thought it was it. I thought it was skulls kind of stacked up in a truck. Did you notice that, Cody?
3: Was it, it was where? like right after the <laughs> army but it was just right before they get like attacked was
0: it just like in the background or some shit
3: well I'm, i remember i remember the scene where they get attacked by like all the um the fake arrows and stuff, but I'm not sure exactly what you're what you're to. yeah, it's to right either. before
1: that scene because it was like as the sun was coming up, they are like floating through this little thing you see like a bunch of like uh lily pad or i don't know frog pad lily pads is what they're called yeah yeah lily pads, and you'd see like a few of these like they almost look like outhouses. But it was just a really weird scene, man. I wrote that down. I remember it. I just don't remember whatever happened. I remember Lance doing his dancing on top of the boat with his little butt flap. Little thing, little Tarzan thing he's wearing. Uh, Because he completely disregarded all of his army shit. He
0: said, fuck that shit. He's one with nature. (laughs) He
1: is one with nature. And he's like, oh, is what I just kind of put in my head what he was saying. Because you can't hear him, obviously. Yeah. So I think we got up to the point where we're seeing the native people painted up in white and black. And what did you say this was symbolic on the little boats?
0: When they open up, it's supposed to be like the gates of hell opening up or something like that. I think that's like what Francis Ford Coppola said himself about it. Not sure if it means anything, though.
1: I wonder I mean of course I mean <laughs> he could just be like after the fact. Oh yeah, that that means we were out of twinkies. It's
0: like um the fucking lady who made Harry Potter is like, Oh, she's um <laughs> Oh yeah, she yeah. changed everything
1: afterwards. Like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay.
0: Dumbledore's gay.
1: And there's like no signs of that for the first like ten years of reading the books or anything like that. Like, oh he's gay. He takes you in the butt. Which is fine. But it's just like I feel like he's doing it after the fact.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. It. It's just funny to me. I just think, like, she changed, like, George Lucas. A lot of the shit's after the fact. He wants to change it. They should
0: CGI a, her, <laughs> Hermione CGI is black. Like, a picture of his boyfriend. <laughs> or something.
1: Like, there's, like, see, he was gay the whole time. But it's like the whole George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, they, they
0: just have a guy behind him the entire movie.
1: <laughs> it's George Lucas <laughs> sitting behind him. That's with, his like, boyfriend. That's Yeah, fuck George Lucas.
0: George, what Lincoln. he did to
1: Boba Fett anyway
0: for what he did to George, Jar, Jar being that motherfucker,
1: <laughs> George, survived. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, not respectfully. So we get to real quick because we got to get to Austin. Uh, that's not Austin Hooper. What's his last the first name? Is it Austin? Uh, the acronym, do name? you mean Dennis Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Hooper, Hopper? Dennis Hopper. I said Hooper's name, yeah. Whoops. Oh yeah, that's the the photographer. He goes, "Hey man, you got cigarettes, man? How's it going, man?
0: He was I haven't seen anybody in a while, man. He was on coke throughout the fucking whole movie. The the actor requested coke.
2: <laughs>
1: How I swear, this, this movie's so fucking cracked out, man! I swear,
0: man, he's a crazy man, man.
1: <laughs> Yo, but we can't forget about um in that scene." They had talked about well, we'd sent somebody at the very beginning of the movie. We'd sent somebody else to do this mission before, but he never reported back, and he turned out to join Kurtz's little, yeah, uh, right. little brigade. And that's the thing is like you know, if Kurtz had survived, not survived, if he didn't have malaria, if he was going full strength. Would he had tried to kill Martin Sheen, or would Martin Sheen have joined him? Yeah, Martin Sheen was still like I thought when I get to when I met him, I would know what to do. Yeah, I we still don't. We should
0: establish that, uh, despite the fact that it's never like specifically stated. Like they never come out and say like, well, they do say that the jungle had like cotton up to Colonel Kurtz or some shit. But the character has malaria at the end of the film. He's sick and he's dying.
1: See, I didn't even realize that watching it until Owen said
3: something afterwards.
0: Did you notice yeah, that, Cody?
3: I mean, I mean, it, it wasn't entirely clear. I mean, you just tell he was sick, but not necessarily with malaria. Or at least, if they say it in the movie, I didn't, I didn't catch it.
1: The the only thing they say in the movie when Martin Sheen goes is "smell of death and malaria." And he yeah,
0: he it. says that, and he's Uh-oh. like, even the he's like, even the jungle wants him
1: dead. Yeah, the jungle wants him, which I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, cool. I just thought Martin Sheen was just riding on the on a white pony at that point. <laughs> you know, cocaine. A
0: white no. horse. No, just literally riding on a
1: white horse. Riding on a white horse. like, Why would I'm you only do these voiceovers if you give me a white fucking horse right fucking now. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. okay. Brando wanted like 60 chicken nuggets. This is fine.
0: <laughs> Can I get some chicken nuggets? He's yeah. a hungry
2: man, man.
0: He
1: just wants his chicken nuggets, man. Yeah, fucking uh, Hopper's character is just like, hey, man, you, you, you don't you don't talk to him, man. He talks to you, man. He, You just listen. He He's ordered, a great man. He
0: orders his McDonald's drive through man. <laughs> he talks to the cashier, man.
1: Oh, my God. And then, like, Mark, uh, Brando's character throws something. And he goes, fucking mutt. And I was just like... He's reading his poetry. He read, yeah, Oh, my God. The fucking poetry. He's got... He reads verses of the Bible, which I can only imagine Marlon Brando, like, reading. Just, like... Maybe it to them. I mean, that's not a verse, but you know, that's just a little. That's in the Bible, of course. (laughs) That's in the Bible. This biblical podcast we have. It's a biblical podcast. We're not going to make fun of the Bible because I'll start killing some motherfuckers. But, uh, but he like he has that in a couple books. He reads his poetry into these speakers, and uh, but the whole scene when they bring Martin Sheen in there, Martin Sheen's just kind of staring. Again, staring is a big part of this movie. Like. What was my line? The More I think about it, it, doesn't it's not so much of like an underage kid getting drunk. It's more like the actors are like,
0: "What's, What's my the, line?" <laughs> it's like the actors are <laughs> like, "What the fuck is going on?"
1: What is going on? And Francis is like,
0: "Say your line."
1: And he's like, "No, perfect." You <laughs> just like edit all that part out. And uh, but yeah, when you hear Brandeth's character going, "Are you an assassin?" And then Martin's character is like, I'm a soldier. <laughs> he goes, You neither. You're an errand boy sent by grocery clicks to collect a bill. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Of course, at this point, I'm already two hours in this fucking movie. When I hear that, I'm like, okay, I'm checking out. <laughs> and it's just like, this is just some random shit. <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny, though.
0: All right, so they see. Um, the but he's there, he's
1: on his knees in front of Brando.
0: Damn, that's hot.
1: <laughs> well, he is. He's like, and he says, And Brando's just staring. That's I mean, if you watch the trailer to this movie on YouTube, that's like the last scene they show before they do the whole like title and all that stuff. Is the Brando staring and saying in that grocery clerk line? Uh huh. And it's just like, oh my god, man! And he does these like. It, it's not clear. Like they tie. Like, sheen up to the, like, he's in, okay, what I don't understand, first off, he's inside, like, this kind of, like, bamboo little jail cell they have built up. Yeah. And then that's when Hooper shows up, and he goes, man, he likes you, man. I know that for a fact, man. He's letting him smoke a cigarette and all this other shit. But then, next thing you know, he's tied up to the bamboo thing. Like, he's outside of the cell. He's sitting down with his arms tied up, and that's when it's raining. Yeah, I didn't quite understand I'm like that whole part's not kind. Of, it's
0: raining and it's not raining.
1: Yeah, it's very like. Can it
0: just make up its fucking mind?
1: <laughs> well, it's not so much that; it's just the whole like. I don't know, man. It's just, and then Martin, it's like nighttime. He's outside of the jail cell, but he's tied up, which makes no sense. And then Brando walks up, does that whole like he's painted up like he's GI Joe, and he's staring at him. He walks to Martin Sheen's left. Around the little jail cell that they have made of bamboo, and then oh, by the way, here's Chef's head. Yeah, he puts just it fucking like lap. throws it into his like like, He's like oh, I forgot to give. He this to He doesn't
0: present it to him. He just like sneaks it up on him. He's like, here you go, <laughs>
1: hot potato style. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, like, why well, walk around the jail cell and then oh, by the way, I forgot to give this to you. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, here you go. And then Chef's just like,
0: it's a really good fucking head sculpt too. Like, it actually looks like his head.
1: They actually killed him.
0: Uh, yeah, the actor's fucking actually dead. He died in this movie. This was movie. a snuff
1: film. We talked about this beginning. Nah, Would you pay I attention? This is your podcast. I forgot. <laughs> Cody, go ahead and just chime in on anything Brando, because this is the best part of the
3: movie.
0: Opinions on Brando?
3: I mean, I think we I think we covered it earlier on, but the only the only significant thing about him in this movie, I feel, is that they were kind of trying to hide him. You know, earlier earlier in the movie, he's like looking at a picture of him where he's like, he's, like, masked in shadow, you know?
1: Almost mm-hmm. like
3: they wanted to surprise you that Marlon Brando was going to be in a freaking Francis Ford Coppola movie. Like, it was a big shock. But as far as his performance goes, again, it was just kind of... I think Marlon Brando was just an odd guy, you know? So he, he seemed like he was probably just being himself and being a lazy actor.
1: Yeah, it very much felt like he wasn't playing a character. He was being himself, didn't it?
3: Because he didn't read the book.
1: And that was another thing right. Owen was telling me. What didn't you say like the director him was like, You didn't read the book or some shit? Uh, like
0: that. The uh he showed up on the set with, with his lines not known, I think, is what yeah. it was. He While was supposed I, to be he was he showed up on set, um, his character had already been cast and he was supposed to be like um uh a certain weight. He was supposed to be really thin. He shows up on set and he's fat as shit and he's like does not know his lines at all.
1: And, I remember I, I just saw an interview with Hooper that he said that Brando didn't read the book, and then um everybody was kind of messing with Brando about it, like then the director kept you know bringing it up or whatever, so they were at this kind of like this little get together where they were having dinner, and uh Hooper just in a joking manner say so goes, "So you didn't read the book, huh and Brando just fucking lost it. he goes, "I'm hearing it for everybody. I got hear from this guy, so when they filmed their scenes. Like, the one scene they had together, Brando didn't want to be on set with Hooper. Hooper had to film his thing, and then Brando filmed his thing, and they put it together. That fucking mutt. That fucking mutt. Which is the one scene that they had. That was real he's, angry. he's a great man, man. You know, he's just fucking... Crazy, man. Golly, damn. And then, you know, the whole monologue with uh, Brando, and he's talking to Sheen, he goes, You don't want my son... Or my wife to misunderstand what I've been doing out here. And, you know, he's doing this as, like, you have the right to judge me. But you, no, you don't have the right to judge me. But you do have the right to kill me or some bullshit like that. (laughs) And I'm like, this motherfucker's tied up. Like, how's he going to kill you? I
0: think, uh, let me think. I guess he means that.
1: Like, I'm going to let you lose. You go ahead and do it. (laughs) No,
0: the point is, is that, um, okay, so the American generals who were trying to get him killed. We're basically, like, putting all of, like, their fuck-ups, basically, on... Brando. Yeah, his character. And Again,
1: overstepping their book, like, here yeah, are rules, like, but... They're like, hey, you're... We're consolidating all the bad on him. Like,
0: we fuck up and we kill people and shit, but it's fucked up when you do it, because you're not doing it by our rules. So, everything that's, like, fucked up is your your fault, basically.
1: Yeah, which is, and well, he doesn't want his son to So, do
0: what he's saying there is, he's like... Don't be a fucking hypocrite, dude. I mean, like, we're both murderers, you know? Like, yeah, we're all murderers. Yeah, yeah, like you can, you're sentencing, you're judging me as a murderer because I killed, um,
1: he killed like three Vietnamese, like. That's the thing they're pissed off the the, the double agents, but he yeah. knew they were double agents. Yeah, they really were double agents. Yeah, and they even said like, well, after that, all the double agent, all the activity stopped out of his camp. Like yeah. he pinpointed the three people, killed them. What but, the army would want you to do, yeah. just because he wasn't ordered to, this is why he, they want him to get He style. did it outside of fucking lines and shit, so. Um, but, yeah, that thing was weird, But, you know, he's doing the whole thing talking about it then. <laughs> when when Martin Sheen's <laughs> character meets Marlon Brando. You <laughs>
2: come to me.
1: You come to me, you need a favor. But hey, the funny thing is, Lance, we're forgetting about my boy, me. Yeah. Lance in this movie. He's Lance. just like, hey, everybody. And he's just like, totally, just he's in the background, he's like of multiple of shots just going on. Ooh, I'm like, he hasn't come down off this trip yet. Or it, did the acid scar his brain is what I'm thinking of that one. Maybe it's a bad trip. He never came back down from, I guess so. He's <laughs> just fucked in the head. It, it's really fucked. And then, you know, it's, it's weird. Like I said, chef is dead. Yeah. The
0: the whole, um,
1: but they let Sheen go and Sheen gets back on the boat.
0: He was supposed to call in an airstrike. If Martin Sheen didn't get back, um, one thing i saw brought up was like um why didn't they well i mean it makes sense why they didn't just call in the airstrike i've I've heard it said like well why didn't they just um call in the airstrike you know as soon as they got there as soon as they knew where it was well martin sheen didn't really martin sheen's character sorry didn't really know what he wanted to do he didn't know if he wanted to kill him or or what
1: yeah if there was any innocent people too yeah like, but. actually, people he wanted to bring back from. Because when he did kill the water buffalo, and I don't mean the water buffalo, I mean Marlon Brando. When he killed Marlon Brando, he he grabbed Lance. I mean, I would have just left Lance there, to be honest with you. He would have had fun. Lance would have had fun. I mean, Lance thought it was better than Disneyland.
0: Marlon Brando's character, Colonel Kurtzlets, uh Martin Sheen's character, uh, Captain Wilford. Willard. Willard, yeah, Wilford, Out of captivity and lets him just kind of roam around. Um, they've already killed Chef. He was supposed to call in the airstrike if Captain Wooler didn't get eight back. hours
1: later, and that's what he was waiting for. And then all or was
0: I think I have it backwards. I think they let him walk
1: around camp, and then they
0: found out that no, no
1: Chef was already dead. Yeah, he let he let this guy. It the time frame from him getting there when they're docking the boat to him being back on the boat, and the you know he's actually communicating. Yeah, with the people it's like okay call on the airstrike okay I'll call you in a little bit or whatever because yeah. this chef's already dead like you don't know how many days have passed it's kind of weird like the time frame it's like watching a Friday the 13th movie where you don't know what the time is and how many days are passing in like a certain sequence or something like that you right there Owen? you kind of jerked up like
0: I had some spit in the back of my throat
2: <laughs> okay
1: well we uh, just uh, we gotta let everybody know what's going on in the podcast we gotta give them a visual <laughs> but yeah that was just the weird thing is like but and sure. then like uh sheen's character is back on the boat and he's just laying down and i'm like man your guy just got beheaded on that fucking boat like why aren't you leaving or doing anything That, was just, that just shows you how cracked out everybody was and then sheen pops up out of the water dressed up like j.i joe yeah like he's rambo before rambo And he's like, and then they're having the thing where Marlon Brando's going, they criticize us for killing people, but they also criticize us for writing fuck on our airplanes or some shit like that. Just another thing about the hypocrisy and shit. Yeah.
0: Of course, uh, Martin Sheen's character uh, has already decided to kill uh, Colonel
1: Kurtz. Well, he decided to kill him because Kurtz wants him to kill him. Yeah. He kind of got the sign language, which does not come through at all in the movie that you think Kurtz is actually dying. I didn't think Kurtz was dying.
0: I mean, he's like coughing on his bed when you first see
1: well, him. Oh, he's coughing, but hell, he's fat. I was just like, well, I'll do that. I'm not yeah. dying.
0: Sometimes you just lay down and cough.
1: <laughs> he's just laying down and I was like, <coughs> uh, uh, excuse me, it's too <coughs> much honey mustard on that one. Sorry.
0: I have to wipe this water on my head.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing. I didn't know Kurtz was dying in the in this movie, which kind of yeah. changes the whole thing on he wanted to die as a soldier as a warrior yeah which I mean Martin Sheen still sneaks up on him and starts hitting well him I with, mean they're
0: still like fucking combat you know melee fucking fighting yeah I know shitty. but I
1: mean I figure like if he wants to die like a soldier you'd look at each other and you hear well, I guess he just didn't want to
0: die by like fucking going out by malaria
1: yeah but I'm thinking about like you know he wants to die like a soldier wouldn't you rather have like a like a fight like a street fighter yeah. Where you hear the guy goes, you just punch a Set, car, fight! You know? Yeah. And he had a little health bars. But he just snuck up on him, hit him a couple times with a club, and then Brando's like, the horror. I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah. They don't call
0: him the airstrike. Um, there's just one. He grabs Lance. He
1: yeah. does not forget me. Yeah. Martin, thank you. The cat. Very much. There's a something, there's a rumbling in the, the apartment that scared the shit out of me. It's his cat. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Marlin oh not Marlon. Martin Sheen did not forget Lance. Very thankful for that. He's like, Look, you've had enough time in Disneyland. Let's get you home. Our co
0: host would not be here.
1: Today. I would not be here if Martin Sheen did not save me. So shout out to Martin Sheen. Thank you very much. Love you in Wall Street. Um But yeah, that the whole thing and then, you know, the but the whole like the papers that he's taking back. Yeah. Like that big ass folder or packet wherever the fuck you want to call it. It looked like a final to like a medical exam that he was taking back and in the middle of it he's just flipping through the papers and written in red is like "What kill them all.
0: Yeah, it's like blow, blow, kill them all, blow it up or something like that. Bomb bomb them all some shit like that. Yeah,
1: so it's like
0: I thought it was I thought it was Marlon Brando's character being like yes, please just fucking destroy all this shit.
1: Like destroy what he's created. But
0: I don't really know what it means.
1: Yeah, because I thought, I mean, because you could go, like, all the way deep. He's, like, blow it all to hell, kind of like, like like everything on the planet. But, yeah, it's just, like, blow it all to hell, like, everything? Or did he actually want him, like, how in the hell does he know about the fucking airstrike?
0: Yeah, I don't know what it means. Maybe it's, like, a quote, like, a, an historical quote or something. It's a
1: historical quote saying blow them all to hell.
0: Uh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just thinking, like, well, I read that in the history book. Blow them all to fucking hell and written in red like it looked like blood in the way he written it yeah it's but nail polish though. it's nail pol- <laughs> more than Brando's got a lot to explaining today yeah. he had nail polish chicken nuggets so yeah the, the, but other than that you know he does the whole he gets back on the boat and they're just and everybody's just like I said going back to the staring thing they he just killed their leader and they're just staring well, he, at him, and they bow to him he like he's a god. He bested him in
0: combat, so I mean, that was their fucking like martial god. So like, of what course was, they'd that be like. It wasn't
1: combat though. Cody, do you think that was combat? That was
0: Mortal Kombat, Cody. Say yes.
3: Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really combat. It was more just like a, a Like a found, sneak attack, but, right? Oh, no. He fucking
0: fatalityed his ass, just like that fucking water buffalo that <laughs> actually died.
3: Okay, man.
1: Look, I don't want to reference the water buffalo because it's the actual. Finish animal. him.
0: Yeah, it was pretty nasty. The I mean, the way they like zoom in on its fucking.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did all that. It'd be kind of weird if it was kind of like, oh man, film that. That's kind of cool. No, they were like, let's film it from all these different fucking angles, bro. Like, oh, you're about to sacrifice that motherfucking buffalo. What if cool, they did dude? like
0: that, you know that um thing where like it's like I guess, I guess it's like the repeat shot where they fucking like
1: like they're going down on its neck and then they like, yeah, like fucking hope. do it again and again from different <laughs> angles. Yeah, that was pretty rough, man. Ugh.
0: So yeah, he kills, uh, um, <coughs> Captain Willard kills Colonel Kurtz, and then they sailed away with Lance in tow, the two surviving members of the mission, and then it ends with... But he turns off
1: the radio too,
0: probably. Oh yeah, the the um, jet pilots and shit are like, hey, can we get the coordinates for the airstrike, and then... Hey, we're uh,
1: about to bust our nuts here, come on, let us yeah. know. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> and the Willard's coordinate? like,
0: shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> I didn't order a fucking pizza.
1: I didn't order no fucking... I ordered chicken nuggets.
0: I ordered some fucking chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. So he turns off the radio and they're going down the river and it ends with...
1: Owen's stomach hanging out of his shirt right now. Yeah, (laughs) so is yours.
0: He just shitted.
1: Anyway, but yeah, that that ends this really fucking weird movie that Owen had his... Dude, I wasted my one free trial of Hulu yeah. and HBO Max watching this fucking movie.
0: Fuck this fucking piece of shit movie.
1: Fuck this fucking... The movie, like I said, it is... Holy shit, man. It's like fucking... I mean, it's it's definitely worth a watch.
0: No, I like this movie. I, I actually liked it.
1: I, I mean, I... I, I, I still I like it. liked it for myself for one watch. It's definitely an experience. It's not something I'm going to rewatch myself, though.
0: All right, boys. So... The verdict: Do we recommend or do we not recommend? I guess I'll start. Yes. And I do recommend this movie. I think it's a really uh, good experience, very artistic, uh, just really something you can sit down and watch and just be immersed in a film. You know, very art tour. If you don't like shit like that, I guess I would stay away from it. You know, if you like your big fucking like action movies that you can just sit down and turn your brain off to. I mean, you could probably get away with doing that, but I do think like a lot of the slower shit would probably turn you away. So, Lance, I guess.
1: I recommend it. Um, it's definitely worth a watch for everybody who's interested in the movie. If you're like on the fence of like, hey, maybe I should watch it, maybe I shouldn't. I've heard such great things about it. It's definitely worth a watch. At that point, you'll know. Oh, that was a good movie. I'm probably never going to watch it again. Or that's a great movie. I'm gonna we'll watch it like once or twice a year or something like that.
3: I would not recommend it. I think it takes way too long for it to actually get interesting. Like I said, the first hour and a half or or so is just your typical Vietnam War movie. Yeah, it does its commentary on it and all that, but I mean, what Vietnam War movie isn't just a commentary on the Vietnam War, the Americans' part in it? Um, by the time it gets to a point where it's actually unique and interesting. It's you've already basically watched an entire movie that you might may or may not care about. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is uh, it, I can't recommend it.
1: Well, you son of a bitch! I'm just kidding. At least we got <laughs> like we finally got some disparity because Duel. I think we all recommended Duel. Yeah. So this is nice having like different because Cody does make a point like there are like really like, but the people that like war movies and like. You know, longer movies or the older people. So this this movie is really tended towards, I would say, guys our age who like the kind of stuff, and older people, like older guys who love war movies or ones that are going to watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's so you're not going to find many like twenty year olds or late teenagers that are going to sit yeah. there and be like, "Let's watch Apocalypse Now." I think
0: this was also like a really early war because filming took place like in '72 while the Vietnam War was like still going on this was like this movie is released like pretty much like just off the tail end of the fucking end of the
1: conflict well, it was, so it was 79 though wasn't it that's it was when
0: like, it got like released right but like filming had i think fucking... i
1: think production had started by like 71 but that's when lucas was involved yeah so I don't, think, I don't think francis fran did not get involved until um like 75 76 that's so Fishburne like just was, the end though. Fishburne would film his stuff when he was fifteen, and by the time the movie came out, his he was. It said 17. he was
0: fourteen on the. Sweet I read ass, seven, I
1: read fifteen. More. As on the
0: actual, uh, factual Wikipedia page.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, I, was, I mean hell, fourteen. I can I can say see fifteen and at fourteen. Your voice probably hasn't completely cracked yet.
0: Balls dropped.
1: Your balls, shut the hell up. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely you know. It's out there, man. It's really fucking out there. Compared to, like, but Cody, uh, I'm curious from your perspective. Because you've seen The Godfather's. I haven't. It's the same director. I mean, Brando's still in it. How would you compare, like, watching The Godfather to this? Would you recommend The Godfather?
3: I would recommend The Godfather, but it is also a very slow movie. It has its moments where, it, you know, it gets interesting. But there is a lot of dialogue in The Godfather. I think, are there like really
1: lull parts though, where it's just like a character in his monologue, like it is this movie? I'm just, yeah, there's like I mean it, yeah.
3: it does, and then you know you'll have like your your big like traditional gangster moment, you know where there's some random characters being gunned down in the street or you know wherever it may be, but but it's like really quick. Of like, there are a lot of lulls in that in that movie, but you find it more interesting
1: than this movie. Yeah, I do. Okay. I was just curious, because like I said, you'd seen it, I hadn't, and it's just kind of a, kind of a, like I said, it's the same director, because you can sit there and watch, like we're not going to, unless somebody suggests it, but like the spaghetti westerns, which is, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, which they're like almost three hour movies, and it's a trilogy of those.
0: I fucking love that movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, my dad loves those movies too, but you have another movie once upon a time in the West, which came out a couple of years after those movies, but it's a western, but it's a different actor and it's a little bit of a different tone. But they still have, it's the same director, so they still have the same moments where it's kind of like kind of flat, and then you have action and kind of flat, and then there's some humor, yada yada. I didn't know if it was like that when Francis with his movies, like there's almost a formula, even though he probably doesn't mean there to be a formula to him. Where
3: you so kind of pick no, up similarities. I don't, I don't think it's like so. a style, I, mean, I guess yeah okay I was just curious so our our next two movies are the grudge from 2004 and mm. the wrestler, which I believe stars Mickey Rourke
1: mm, back in 2009 now the I'm Rash- just curious when you uh the when we're doing the grudge are you wanting to watch that Japanese version too and compare it on your end or no, do you just no. want us to worry because about the 2004 if,
3: if we ever do juwan it'll be its own thing
1: all right is it really that much different I'm just curious
0: yeah, um, I kinda.
3: I've never seen it. So
0: the plot the plot's pretty similar, but I think the scares are a little different.
1: Oh,
3: okay. I was just because I've seen both. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FilmoscopyPod Pod, and subscribe.
2: And